Hey everybody, this is Shaman Hawk. I'm trying to get back into the podcast thing. I know I've said I've been going to record some things, but got busy with all kinds of other stuff as the life does. But today I have uh, Elisa uh, joining me, uh, shamanic apprentice. And we're going to talk about different shamanic topics, about life in general. She's got a, a nice list of things that we're going to get into today. So uh, stay tuned and we'll get right on. This. How you doing, Lisa? Hi. Hello, Hawk. I'm doing fine. Well, as fine as one can do during this time, but doing well. I'm very happy to be here with you today and I hope we can record many other episodes together. I'm sure we can. I look forward to it. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so today we wanted to go to talk together about uh, what is happening right now in society, right? So we call it like the awakening of 2020 or 2021. And yeah, uh, so I think many people are uh, having a lot of experiences since last year in things like dreams, in things like feelings. And yeah, I thought that maybe we can do this episode and some people can feel connected to the collective and can start um, like going deep into their truth. And maybe this will be helpful for them. That sounds good. You know, I've seen in the past that any time that there's been a push or emergencies or things created, you know, by the governments as emergencies and so on, it usually coincides with a very special time within the planet or even interdimensionally. And uh, it seems, I know some people are going to call it kind of a conspiracy theory, but it seems like the global powers that control things really want to slow down the progress of spiritual evolution within the masses. So, and this can so be you're saying country. that, the, yeah, so you are saying that this happened already in the past. Can you give us some examples? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, probably one I talk about the most is there was a, years ago, there was a, a time when the planets were going to be in alignment. And that happens with our solar system you know, throughout its existence. And that's just physics. But there was this one time that the alignment was going to be pointing right towards the galactic center. And this would have been a perfect time for world leaders to say, hey, look, for this one day, or maybe these two or three days, don't go to work, don't go to school, unless you really, really want to uh, go to places you love, be around people you really love, and meditate on world peace, evolution, and so on. But no, at the height of that uh, alignment is when, unfortunately, the United States started the first Gulf War. So mm -hmm. people, instead of meditating and really thinking about really deep spiritual things, they went home and watched who the smart bomb killed that day. Yeah. And it was one of the shortest military campaigns of American history. And it only lasted just long enough to keep people distracted from that, away from that alignment. I see. And well, what we're seeing now with people's connection with their dreams, uh, manifestation skills, hands-on healing, energy healing, at a really heightened uh, time, 
in history for nowadays, it, I mean, I've just seen things that were just like amazing. And I've, you know, I've been doing shamanism a long time. Mm. But when people are telling me these stories of how they're progressing so fast, it, to me, it's evidence that this is a very special time. And unfortunately, it's just being severely interfered with. Yeah. I feel like the human spirit is very hungry of developing. And I felt that since, uh, especially 2018, that it started to really speed up. Like people wanted more into the spiritual scene and learning about themselves, learning about shamanism or, you know, even meditations, whatever technique, but something that was good for our heart and our spirit, you know, and this is why I, I think now people are like you say developing so fast because we really feel this hunger in our soul and it's such a pity or well I don't think it's just by chance as you say you know but it's exactly at this time now that you know the governments and you know the elites are trying to suppress this feeling exactly now you know and even for me, you know, I, I'm, I, I have a regular work, but when I have two weeks holidays, as I did in the last uh, Christmas and, and now in, in April, and just by being two weeks alone with myself and really focused on myself and connected to nature and the universe, it's incredible the things that I start to feel, to realize. And I can imagine if I could be like this three months, you know, somewhere in nature, I will start having so much visions and knowledge and all wisdom. So, yeah, as you say, I think it's exactly now that there is this alignment and probably, you know, Asian civilizations were doing that in the past as well. Like they take uh, advantage and use of these times, like, like now, yeah, to get insights of the universe of, you know, how to build the pyramids and all, all that, you know, that Asian civilization did, and we cannot find an explanation even today. Well, when we look back on these ancient civilizations, too, it was the people that were in power were the ones privileged to be able to get the uh, information about these astrological phenomenons or transitions that were happening. And unfortunately, then to build those pyramids, they enslaved lots of people. Mm. So yeah. power, people in power like to maintain their position in power. But yeah. however, it's, it's control. It's the domestication of human beings. But I believe that we do have a chance to have a collective uh, governing force. I mean... We elect people into government because we want someone to take care of the things we don't want to be bothered with. And unfortunately, career politicians, you know, spend a lot of their time staying there and unfortunately can make a bigger emergency out of something that's happening and, you know, maintain their power. I mean, I really believe that we could go back into a system where their politicians were a part time job. I mean, that's how the United States started. You know, it wasn't supposed to be a career position. They would meet, they would settle some things, and everybody would go back and peacefully govern themselves in local governments. Mm -hmm. So I really believe we can actually do that collectively on the planet. But the first thing that we have to do is establish 
you know, uh, common laws of right and wrong behavior and so on. But <clears throat> going back into the original point, I think we really at this time, you know, the earth is providing, you know, the, the opportunity or stimulating the hunger for humans to seek the, the food, you know, for their own spiritual growth and evolution. That's right. And what are you saying also since like 2019 or 2018, a growth also in your shamanic activities um, with where, uh, with the groups that you were doing? So were you feeling that, you know, in comparison maybe with your early years of shamanism, how have you lived the last, let's say, five, five years? Have you felt this speed up? human yeah. uh, consciousness especially in the last five years because um i mean 15 15 or 16 years ago i went to touring germany you know doing shamanic work and then mm. uh, in 2015 i went back and um started touring romania hungary and then of course germany but in the European audience, especially, there are things really picking up where people were really hungry for different types of knowledge and things that were outside what would be called the normal activity, especially with in uh, healings, you know. Mm. Uh, and of course, that went into visions and so on. But then, especially in the hands-on or energy healing techniques, people were really getting it well. And we were seeing great... Uh, progress and accomplishments in our healing circles, you know, which yeah. you were part of. Um, people's willingness to just abandon old programming that just wasn't working well or was even inhibited to them, you know, and uh, progressing past that and accepting different types of belief systems or knowledge, uh, accepting themselves at an easier pace. That was a really big part of the uh, evolution that I saw within people in different countries throughout Europe. Mm. Mm. I would call that great progress if you can get a, a mass or people to accept, just willingly accept themselves outside the norm. Yeah, I think this is a, a very big point, like accepting yourself because uh, society is done in a way that is exactly the opposite, that you need to fit fit yeah, in a common arena, in a common, you know, with common rules, if you want to succeed, you know, this is how we have been taught, like, uh, instead of looking the individual uniqueness of every person, it's like, better just be like everyone else, you know, and just go get a regular job, which is safe, and, you know, you, you will belong to something, you know. So I think like really accept as you truly are apart from the rest and standing up from that. I think this is uh, one of the biggest things in shamanism, you know, when you mm -hmm. work with people. Well, too, when we look at history, though, the people who made the great inventions, explorations, uh, things that really changed the course of civilizations, they were the ones that did not fit in. Yeah. So right. these, these were the people that everyone else thought was crazy, 
uh, uncontrollable, rebellious. And then when their plan succeeded, it was like, oh, well, we had faith in you. We knew you could do it. Mm-hmm. But yet at the same yeah. time, you know, there is that controlling element that wants people to fit in and be successful within a certain bracket or this yeah. parameter of performance. And say, you know, to shoot down the people that, you know, were the rebellious explorers. But uh, there's, a, there's always going to be those people that just don't want to fit in because it's either boring. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's restrictive. It's just not who they are. Uh, the public school system is probably the biggest criminal when it comes to stifling uh, human development. Yeah, I think so. Because also in most of the countries, you know, like children need to learn all of them the same, which for some base is good, but there is already from a certain age, you can start seeing like kids are very different and for what can they be really good, you know, in the future. So trying to put all of them in the same bag, you know, is just trying to um, break the diversity, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. It is. And when you start politicizing school systems, you know, mm-hmm. as just political agendas, then you really ruin the people. Yeah. You know, now you're, you're governing sheeple, you know, just to be industrial drones. Yeah, right. <clears throat> uh, what people? Um, yeah. No, go ahead. I just wanted to ask you that how were you educated when you were a kid? You know, probably, I mean, you went to school, um, regular school, or maybe you were homeschooled, or, you know, how did you feel also your shamanic apprenticeship? Because you started when you were 10 years old. So it meant like, I mean, you have a deep, very different education than most of the people nowadays. So I was also part of a military family. So mother was army, father was air force. I ended up joining the Marine Corps. So there was travel involved. And so um, the first four years of my life were in uh, Tachikawa prefecture in Japan near Tokyo. So that was basically my first culture. And then going, and so going back into the States. um, So there was native American, German and English, Christian and pagan. Uh, I did the public school system for a little while, but uh, trade school, schooling was very different back in the 60s and 70s. So, but there was a big shift in the United States going different. The school system was being politicized then, I want to say the early 70s. And I broke away from that and I really took on studies of my own. Uh, back then, we didn't need degrees, all this other stuff to get uh, jobs. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't even need a high school diploma. Uh, yeah. So college degrees was definitely not necessary unless you had a specialized field. So yeah. uh, my interests were more into nature, more into structural stuff, some engineering. I was very well-rounded, but mostly self-taught. So, um, and then, of course... Uh, you know, I, I took a great interest in uh, political science because of basically how people were manipulated into doing horrific things or going along with horrific episodes of history and uh, the psychological part behind it, you know, because you're always a product of your environment. 
Yeah. And people are part of everyone's environment. And when you see people going down the wrong road and you're getting swept up into that, it's nice to know how it happened, why it's happening and predict where it can go. So hopefully you can escape it. If it's not something you want to be a part of. So, yeah, but most of my education was, was self-taught, you know, after probably the eighth year of schooling. I see. So, you know, I, I think that for you, it might have been easier, you know, to deprogram yourself because from an early age, you could see all this coming and happening around, around you. But I think for many people right now, it's, it's difficult, right? For, you know, people already maybe in, the, in their 30s or even young people as well, but they have never seen something like this happening. Uh, people that are maybe not so much in touch with their spiritual side, you know. So I can imagine that it can be really, really hard this time, you know. So you get a sensation of hopeless, uncertainty, you know, fear. Um, yeah, so humans when are uh, with those feelings are also more um, easy to manipulate. That's true. Plus there's one other thing that's really working Uh, at their disadvantage and that's the instinctual very very old instinctual uh, fear of rejection yeah. because back in the early early stages of humanity if a person was rejected from the clan or the tribe it meant almost certain death because the king the tribe leader the whoever didn't like you didn't you know like where your beliefs were going and You know, we haven't really been civilized that long in comparison to human history on the planet. So that fear is still there. So that's why when people want to control, they automatically say, well, if you don't go along with us, you must be against us. Uh, you must be, you know, now the term is racist, fascist, Nazi, white supremacist. And you get labeled into that. And then <laughs> You're an anti-vaxxer. And like, oh, no, that's not me. I don't want people to think this about me. Oh, I might lose followers, you know, on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, and when I was growing up in like in the 60s, you know, you had terms like question authority. And now they just kind of mimic the Nike thing of just do it. Just shut up and do it, you know. Yeah. So being unique became bad. They talk about diversity, yet all over the world, everyone's wearing the same fashions. You know, they talk about diversity, but yet they really encourage, you know, uh, mixings of cultures and races and so on, which I'm not against. But it's like real, they're calling it one thing and they're doing something else and they're preying on the people's natural fear of rejection to get people yeah. to go along with the plan. Yeah. You know, some some years ago, I already started like um, watching in some yeah documentaries and alternative um, news that there was a plan to do like a world order. You know, like one, let's say one single government, one religion, or one one. Just you know, so people from all from all over the world will be much easier to control and manipulate. You know, if we have only one single uh government in a way you know 
And I can see also how this is kind of like starting to happen uh, with this whole COVID thing that they want to, the, you know, the more they can get, the more people in, in a single boat, the better. And I think, yeah, this is what I am feeling this is going through, you know. Uh, it's also so strange that it started in 2020, which, as you said, was an astronomical year, very important, changing also, um, you know, to the age of Aquarius and all that. Um, I really hope that people start seeing that, you know, and they just step out from the mainstream and start seeing more with their own personal truth and, yeah, with their own personal alignment. Well, you know, about 30 years ago, I was I used to go to a place called YMCA in Fort Lauderdale and work out at the gym. Mm -hmm. And in mid-morning, I was probably the youngest guy there by 20 or 30 years. A lot of older people, older guys working out. We were watching the news one time and, you know, in the in the dressing room. And the United Nations was trying to do more about control everybody, get everybody to fit in. And one of the older guys who was, a, uh, he, he was in World War II and some other things before that. And he was like, yeah, United Nations. He looked at me and he goes, boy, when I was your age, it, it was a, a different group called League of Nations. Same people, mm. same mentality, want to control everybody. You know, and I, looked at, I asked him more about it. He was like, yeah, he goes, you got to watch this. They don't teach that much in history because they don't want people to know. So they hopefully when they keep trying the same ideas, one day yeah. it'll work. Yeah. And so when you look in early civilizations, before you had countries, you had cities. You know, so you would have a city. And that was the big thing, the trading center, the economic center. And then eventually the territories around the cities got bigger. The cities became fortified. Territories got bigger. And then <clears throat> the trading routes and so on became borders. So in the natural evolution of civilization, yeah, the clan became the tribe, became the city, became the nation. And then it kept going on and on until finally you have the maps as they're drawn today. So eventually, people would say that, oh, yeah, if we really want the world to work better, we're going to have to put everybody into the same order, yeah. the same exactly. doctrine, the same economic, exactly. economic system, you know, and people being naturally curious, rebellious, freedom-oriented, they have to come up with something, and fear is the best herder. If you really want to herd people around, you just create an enemy, you create the cure, you create the solution for something and and yeah. people would just blindly go along with it out of fear and we're seeing this happen one more time yeah right yeah yeah i think as you said i think the solution you know is, is start to decentralize power you know also the centralization yeah. of, of energy you know is one big, very big theme i think for the future so same as energy is power you know um and this is the how point, I think. Mm. Well, the one disadvantage is, is, you know, in a lot of ways, people don't want to be in their own power. This was a hard thing for me to realize. I see. It's easier. 
it's easier to tell people what to do instead of help them come into their own power. I know, but maybe it's because they don't trust themselves because they never had the opportunity to to find the, the real identity, personality, uh, ability, you know, because of that, because they were just adoctrinized in school. So this is what the system does. They take away uh, your own power and also your self-worth or self-trust that you can do something unique, you know, because it's easy to work in a place where they just tell you what you what to do. And that's it. And then you belong to something, you know, but to be in power is something completely, you know, different. And I can understand that most of us, we are not told since childhood how to be in that position and how to behave and, you know, how to trust our own power. No, you're, I mean, you're exactly right. And this is one of the big differences between like homeschooled children and the publicly indoctrinated children. You know, and, and it's not to fault the parents because the parents need to work. They need to uh, pay for life. They had kids. They fit in. They did all the right things. And then they realized, like one of my daughters said was a young woman. She goes, oh, my God, is this all there is to adult life, work and pay bills? I'm like, no, I mean, there's not. You know, the, you, you have to look past the blinders on your face. Blinders are what we put on horses when they, we only want them yeah. to see one direction. Mm -hmm. And so she and her sisters were uh, homeschooled. And the one thing you really get to, uh, you get to know your children when you do that, but you have to have the time to do that. You have to have either you minimalize your uh, financial needs and then you have more time or you have to do it in a community effort and which used to be done before we had public schools and public schools were done to get people used to assembly line mentality so there's a lot to undo yeah, and you're right you never had the chance so even with the people that you've seen me work with it, by the time they come to me is they don't know who they are what they want what will make them happy what to do and they probably thought about suicide a few times in their life and this is yeah. a whole horrific you know, uh, fact about human civilization. And yeah. yeah, to do that is you, they first have to understand and accept the fact that they don't know who they are or what they want. And they don't usually don't do that until suicidal thoughts come up. And then they have to be able to take the time and have available to them a qualified, experienced person that can help them through the exploration process. And this yeah. is a huge difficulty, too, because a lot of times they just don't have a time. Ego kicks in and ego says, oh, I'm X amount of years old. I, I can't believe I'm, I have to explore yeah. myself. I don't know who I am. And I've had a lot of people tell me that from, the, from their 30s to their 60s. And my answer is always, at least you started the process now, yeah. you know, and by starting that process, they have hope. There's a possibility they can really connect with their inner truth and really get on a good lifestyle. Hold on. We're here's where we have to stop and edit this. Cause now I got somebody knocking at my door. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. We have to open that. Thank okay. you.
Oh, that's my granddaughter. Alina makes me the most breakfast. Beautiful breakfasts and lunches. Oh, maybe I should not edit this. Maybe we can leave. <laughs> okay, we can do that too. <laughs> That's so cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shaman Hawk is also a uh, grandfather. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. So yummy. Yeah. <laughs> as, I, as I eat during our recording. That's oh. funny. Back to okay. us. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I it was when I turned thirty also that I had that those feelings that you were describing. You know that what people call also the dark travel of the soul. You know that you are not sure who you are, and also that you, um, yeah. I was thinking like, okay, this is life, really. Like just going to work and every day and this is how I will die someday, <laughs> you know, and then I was starting to feel so, so sad, depressed and having anxiety, you know, because I, I also didn't know what to do else, but, you know, apart from that. So it was a difficult time for me and I can understand people that are in the same situation. And I was lucky enough that I started to, yeah, do my own research and look for, for a thing, for things that, um, yeah, that could fulfill myself, you know, and then it, it was when, when I met you uh, in Germany. And then, yeah, I started seeing how my life turned into a very different, beautiful direction, you know. So, I mean, I wanted to also finish this episode saying that what people can do during this time, because especially now with the yeah, a lockdown situations and all that, it can be really, really strong, you know, those feelings that people feel that, but plus, you know, the encapsulation we are uh, experiencing now, you know. And I think it's it's good that, you know, that people find something creative, something that you really, really enjoy when you do it, you know spend more time also outside in nature you know um, and appreciate also the little things that normally you maybe you don't have time or you don't pay attention to but living in in a way a bit more conscious you know of everything and also don't believe what is told on the mainstream media just do your own research as well look for other alternative um, news sources because there are plenty of them you know um, yeah, I don't know. This, this is what it comes to me now that will be helpful for people. What do you think, Hawk? I think that's good. And I would add a couple of things like don't be scared. Mm. Because, you know, if you want to be self-empowered, <clears throat> you have to be willing to take a risk. And the risk is having people reject you for your thoughts. The risk is... <clears throat> maybe failing at some of your ideas or business ventures, the risk of offending someone, the risk of being offended, you know, know, be okay with the risk of life. Yeah, exactly. And by by taking that risk, you're allowing yourself more opportunities to really enjoy things. You know, and like you said, uh, be okay with researching and you may, you are risking the fact that you may find out information that you don't like. 
that make you feel bad, but at least it's the truth. And now, you know, Yeah, you're right. And also, like, yeah, speaking your truth and your opinion, because I think many people are trying to be very political correct or just trying not to offend others because, you know, it's like people have told me, like, I don't care that people are dying, you know, and I do care that people die. People have died, you know, every, you know, uh, but it seems that it's only now that other people care. And also I care about people that are losing jobs, you know, that are feeling depressed at home, about young people that were supposed to be enjoying maybe college, you know, and having a good life. And, uh, you know, so it's good also that you speak your own opinion about what is happening without the f what others might think of you. And I think it's a very good empower tool. You know, so now the more I see, um, speak my truth openly, so it's like the less I care about what people will think of me. You know, even like I told you, I don't care if I even lose my job, you know, maybe maybe it's a favor, you know, maybe the, the universe giving me a sign of going to the States, maybe. There you go. But you know, statistics are a wonderful tool because people will say, well, you know, people are dying. Okay, well, over a million and a half people die every year of tuberculosis. That's been happening for a long time. You know, it's a silent killer, very contagious, but we haven't been wearing a mask for that. You know, yeah. uh, it's, it's amazing that the flu just kind of disappeared as COVID came up. You know, let's do some more statistics about death, about how about 700,000 people a year dying from heart-related diseases. You know, a lot of them stemming from obesity, diabetes. Poor nutrition. How many people yeah. die from starvation? You know, so and people are losing their jobs. Well, that happens with every fluctuation of the economy. Yeah. You know, everything has a rhythm. You know, but but the media. This is where people focus on the media more than anything else, and they let these strangers on TV, you know, decide yeah. their fate. Exactly. And this is, here's another reason why people don't want to empower themselves or have, want someone else to tell them what to do is because now you're, you can use the excuse that, oh, my life is all messed up because this person told me blah, blah, blah. This person told me these things and I believe it. So I made this person told me what to do and mm -hmm. put me in a position. It takes a person of strength to say, okay, I really I screwed up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I had this idea. It it went really bad, and now I have to rebuild my life. But I can respect that person for trying, and then admitting that, that yep, I screwed it up. Okay. Look, you know, yeah, I knew it was a bad idea. <laughs> now you see it. I'll help you rebuild. Yeah. You know, I can respect that person. But we don't want to take that chance as a mass. We don't want to take that chance. And we want to ridicule people who do want to take the chance to have a better life, to get out of the system. You know? Yeah, but, exactly. As you said the other day, also, like, not taking things too seriously. Like yes. you said, yeah, people are dying. 
but it has been always like that with other illnesses as well, you know, and the fear is the factor that really um, uh, avoids uh, the spiritual growth, you know, to develop. You know, people say, yeah, people are going to die. Yeah, and one day it's going to be you. Yeah, exactly. You know, on our gravestone, you know, there's that date you're born and the date you died. Okay? All the important stuff is in that line in between those two numbers. Yeah. How do you want your story to be told? This is the only thing that you really take to the grave, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh, this person was a great person, went to work every day like a good little worker and died in traffic, died of a heart attack because he was stressed over paying bills or died because he didn't eat right because they were working too much. Mm. All right. Or died on a great adventure, you know, died very happy because they started a business, great idea and whatever. But how do you want to, your story to be told? Yeah. Well, at some point, you have to rewrite your script. Right. So, anyway. Yeah, that's very good. Maybe okay. next time we'll solve world peace and world hunger. What? Maybe the next episode will solve world peace and world hunger. <laughs> yeah, at least. Yeah, actually, I think we will cover also some dream interpretation in next episode because I have... Um, already received a couple of them of people that are having now interesting dreams and also because of the whole pressure of the whole um, energy is coming to the earth so dreams might be also a very important tool spiritual growth and also for personal development so signs that can be personally for you or also signs from the collective you know so i think it will be interesting to research dreams here in this podcast and if people are interested they can contact you and me and send us um, some dreams that they are having during this time mm-hmm. that yeah. sounds good sounds good yeah so yeah Hog, thank you very much for this conversation it was a pleasure to be here with you thanks for joining with me <laughs> And then see you in the next episode. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for joining with us and listening. If you like any of this, share the link. You know, uh, feel, feel free to email us with questions or suggestions of topics we can talk about. Until then, we're going to wish everybody well and say goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>